Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, the Yankees split a series against the Tampa Bay Rays. They come to the Bronx. And it's a series that, um, you know, even though you, you you would like to, you know, take three out of four or even sweep them because you're the home team. But they see where I was over. You'd be positive about, you know, and I'll kind of get into that afterwards. A few worry spots, mainly in the Yankee bullpen, but that's something that obviously the Yankees can possibly correct, you know, uh, later on in the season. But now let's break the whole thing down. Uh, before we get started, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. So wherever you listen to this, if it's your first time, long time, sub and subscribe. There's got to be some button around there somewhere that says follow this, subscribe to this, even like it as well. You can do both. Hit the trifecta and get notified when new content comes up the rest of the season and other cool stuff uh, exclusive for you podcast subscribers. So remember last time with the Yankees went down to Tampa. Uh, lost two out of three, including a game, the, the finale game, where the Yankees had a 6 nothing lead with cruising. You figure, hey, we're doing this in our own backyard. Well, Yankees ended up returning the favor uh, in the game. That would be game three of the series. So it's kind of a, hey, uh, you know, we choke a six-run lead. Well, and then Tampa choked a six-run lead. It's a little volley back and forth of that. But it's a series where... Yeah, you saw a lot of good things from the Yankee offense. It's mainly that, you know, collectively throughout the four of these games, they were behind a lot, but just came right back and stuck uh, to them. So you like to see that. You also see Volpe actually had a really great series, and he's really starting to look, seem like breakout, so to speak, um, and really starting to, you know, really be in the play that we thought he would be uh, when he signed the season, you know, going deep now with the, the, the long ball a little bit more often. So, you know, he's kind of, instead of this being, him just being like a little sideshow, so, hey, look what Volpe did. He's actually being part of this offense, which is kind of a different mind frame. So, you'd like to see that. Again, so afterwards, so, a lot, again, a lot of like, good things to see for, from the series, even though it was a split at the end of the day. So, first game was the only game where really Yankees had no shot, I mean, at least early on, and uh, it was Herman versus Drew Ras Mason. And Russ Mason, he's a guy that the Yankees have not been able to figure out. And collectively, I think 21 career innings against the Yankees, they have not been able to score against this guy. And this would be the case in this game as well. Now, Herman wasn't terrible at all, uh, but they did finally get to him in the fifth inning of this game. Uh, Yandy Diaz with an RBI double uh, gave Tampa the one nothing lead. And then collectively, this was just a situation where the Yankee bullpen just collapsed and Yankees, I meant, uh, you know, other than Marinaccio, didn't really put their A-plus guys in there. Now, before the game, uh, the Yankees brought up Ryan Weber from AAA. Remember him from last season? He was kind of the journeyman, the 32-year-old, who kind of kind of the 32-year-old quote-unquote rookie, so to speak, who was kind of up and down a lot last season. I guess the Yankees uh, brought him up uh, before this game, and he really didn't do much, uh, didn't help the, the bleeding in this game. And again, the collectively, uh, between Marinaccio, Abreu, and uh, Weber, I mentioned, uh, collectively giving up six runs in this game. This really got away from the Yankees uh, through the sixth and the eighth inning and put the Yankees in an 8 nothing hole now. In the bottom of the ninth, finally, the Yankees put a little something together. Thanks to Gleyber Torres, RBI single with two run, uh, two runners coming with the bags loaded, two runners in the score, cut the lead to 8-2. Wowee, but of course, the Yankees not able to do much after that. And the Yankees dropped the first game uh, 8-2. to And again, Herman just another hard luck loss. Pitch into the sixth and again, only charged with one run. Again, he deserved a better fate with that. And we've seen Herman have some you know performances like that where just the Yankee offense uh, didn't give much to work with. And the Yankees dropped. Uh, the first game by a score of 8-2, which then brings us to the second game with Cole on the mound. I'm sure Cole seething. Uh, again, he took the he took the uh, responsibility for blowing that you know that six run lead last time these two teams faced off. Well, this game uh, wouldn't be as dramatic as that in that sense, but uh, Cole did fall behind early in the first inning. Randy Rosarina, who has killed Cole always. I mean, you know. He, he has a highlight reel of home runs against Garrett Cole, and no different here. It's a solo shot in the first. Puts the Yankees behind one nothing, but the Yankees answered right back uh, in the bottom of the first with Anthony Rizzo, who also heated up a lot in the series, which we'll get into, uh, tying the game in the bottom of the first with a home run of his own at that point, one to one. But a call again, not really as sharp. And of course, Boone said it wasn't really a bad pitch, but you know, nevertheless, Jose Siri 
uh, with another solo home run in the second, puts the Yankees behind two to one. And then in the fifth, finally, Volpe, who I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, really started to heat up. And in this series, both with his feet and with the bat, solo home run of his own, tied the score up that, at that point, two to two. Now the Yankees would go to head finally in a seventh. That gentleman again, Volpe, uh, with an RBI hit, put the Yankees up three to two. And then Oswaldo Cabrera, with an RBI single of his home, increased the Yankees to four to two. Now Cabrero got a little aggressive, went for second base, tried to make a double out of him. They threw him out, so that kind of killed the potential because there were a couple of runners. There was another runner on there. Could have been a bit of a bigger inning, but nevertheless, the Yankees had to walk away from the seventh with the four to two lead. But in the eighth, an unlikely scenario happened with Michael King, who's you know rather clutch for the Yankees in his second inning of work. He would give up um, back-to-back singles, put two runners on, and then with Josh Lowe up, would serve up a three-run home run, put the Yankees behind at that point, five to four. And King, again, who's quite reliable, needed Holmes to actually bail him out uh, to get 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 the Yankees through the eighth inning there. So it's usually King have to come in the, the mop up Holmes' mess. Well, now Holmes had to come up and bail out King there. So a little role reversal. Now, in the bottom of the eighth, Judge would get on with a walk, and then Rizzo, who hit a home run early in the game, would hit his second home run in the in this game as well. Then t- turn the, the score backwards into the Yankees' favor by a score of six to five. And gotta have to mention that it was you know Anthony Rizzo bobblehead day at the at Yankee Stadium. So shockingly, of course, he has to hit two home runs there. So you shouldn't really be surprised. And then um, in the ninth inning, I guess with Holmes, I guess you know they didn't want to push him too much and w- whatever. If he has a little success, you kind of want to just get him out before you know something bad could happen. That's kind of been the case most of the part with Holmes lately. Uh, actually. Uh, Boone decides to put Wandy Peralta on there in the ninth to close it out, and Peralta gets his first save of the season, and something you would see in the next game in Game Three as well. And you know, could there be a possible change of the guard there? We'll see about that now. Game Three, I guess what you would call the revenge game in terms of that was the, it was the Yankees that fell into a, um, a six nothing hole. Now it's got to get a little concerning because Nestor Cortez, who again he was decent against Oakland, but his two starts before that. Uh, against the Twins and especially against Texas was not good at all. Now he claims he's not hurt; he's fine. He just he really can't you know he can't realize what's going you know what's wrong here. But he has not been the same Nestor uh, for quite a while, at least consistently. And he would put the Yankees in a big hole uh, in this game. Now uh, he was up against uh, Shane McClanahan, uh, tough le- lefty in his own right. Uh, but in the second, Taylor Wells uh, would hit a RBI single off of Nestor, uh, give Tampa the one nothing lead. But the big blow was in the fifth. Uh, with the bags juiced, Yandy Diaz grand slam puts the Yankees behind by in a five nothing hole. Now uh, Tampa would add another run uh, in the fifth, uh, giving the Tampa a six nothing advantage. And it's uh, you know one of those situations where you just can now you go here we go with again with Tampa, but also what's going on next. So you kind of you know got to be better get a little concerned. But finally, the Yankees get to work in the bottom of the fifth inning uh, with Bowers on Higgy with a two run home run against McClanahan. Uh, at least, you know, gives the, gives the Yankees a little sign of life. And then later on in the inning, Judge would hit the first of his two home runs in this game, kind of duplicating what Rizzo did the game before. Uh, with Torres on, two-run home run, brought the Yankees a little closer by a score of 6-4. to four. Now, by the sixth inning, Ryan Thompson would be out of the bullpen, so they got, were able to get McClanahan out, out of there. Now, Volpe would score on a wild pitch, brought the Yankees even closer to score a 6-5. to five. And then later on in the inning, uh, with Torres on again, kind of duplicating what Judge did uh, the previous inning, Judge would hit his second home run of the game, more of impressive, kind of really pulled this one down the left field, second deck there, and kind of admired it a little bit, something you don't really see from Judge too much. I don't think he was kind of showing them up. And we still have a little antics with Rose Arena now. He kind of like folds his arm there if they hit a home run. And I don't think Judge, again, Judge is too classy. I don't think he's kind of showing them up a little bit. I think it was a situation because it was such a, it was kind of such a, um, 
you know, it was, was kind of swinging towards the left field pole there. So I just think Judge was kind of checking out to see if it was fair or foul. I don't think he was admiring his home run. Uh, but never left, it was a home run nevertheless. Swung the score back in the Yankees' favor uh, by a score of 7-6 to six at that point. Now Yankees will tack on a couple more. Uh, with Rizzo and Mayo on uh, Cabrera, who's now he's starting to heat up as well. He was a guy who, again, April you were looking for. You know, where is this guy? Uh, hits an RBI single, scores those two, and increases the Yankees' lead to nine to six. Now the Tampa would try to scratch back in this game. Mariachi led a couple of runners on, and then uh, uh, Holmes in kind of you know duplicate what we saw the game before there uh, with a couple of runners on. Holmes not able to get out of the jam, would surrender an RBI single uh, to Arroz Arena. Uh, two runners score, so brought Tampa even closer by nine to eight. But in the ninth inning, uh, Boone went to Peralta again to close the game to save for the save, and he did. And the Yankees walk away with a thrilling, exciting nine to eight win. Again, a comeback win where the Yankees were in a six nothing hole. Many are saying you've seen across the internet perhaps the Yankees' best win of the season, just you know, give the fact with all the you know the team they're facing and what happened, the home runs by Judge and all that. You can make the case for that, uh, but you know, the thing I just worry about is that you know. I mean, I like Ronnie Peralta, but he should not be the closer. So, you know, so if this case now where Holmes is now your seventh or eighth inning guy, okay, that's fine. But at some point, the Yankees got to get a stable closer. That's not supposed to be Ronnie's role. But nevertheless, uh, the Yankees at least take a two-to-one series lead at that point, which brings us to game four. And it's kind of an annoying game. Again, yeah, a game the Yankees lost. But in a way, there's some aspects of it you like. Um, I think that, that was a situation just from having poor personnel. And I think something that the Yankees are going to rectify, you know, as the season goes along now is – uh, Clark Schmidt versus Zach Eflin. Now, Schmidt collectively said had his best start of the season in the previous game against Oakland. But again, that's Oakland, not exactly the greatest team in the world. Now, Schmidt did fall behind early in this game by one nothing score. Now, by the th- by the third inning, already down one nothing. Uh, Paredes with a, a, a single, and then Brandon Lau with a sack fly would tack on the Tampa's uh, lead by a score of three to nothing. But finally, in the bottom of the third. Um, Oswaldo Cabrera, who again mentioned he's starting to heat up as well. Um, finally got the Yankees on the board with Trevino on two run home run, brought the Yankees a little closer to three to two. And then Anthony Rizzo hits his third of the series, uh, two run shot of his own with Bowers on, then swings the score in the Yankees' favor by the score of four to two. Now, in the fifth inning, it kind of all came apart for the Yankees. And yeah, you could blame Schmidt a little bit, but I blame more Boone. And again, Boone's made some, yeah, I defend Boone a lot, but he's really made some head scratching decisions of, when you know when not to take a picture out and when taking a picture out and lately this seems to all be blown up in his face lately and it really blew up here uh so now schmidt started off the inning with a strikeout to siri but then after that gave up a walk to paredes uh wonder wonder franco with a little infield single there where okay it wasn't really a hard hit ball it's kind of a little bad luck there but still i don't know you see that they're touching him possibly touching him up possibly he's losing the control and then lao with um, a single of his own now from there, Paredes wasn't able to score. You know, the Yankees were able to you know, at least get the ball, uh, you know, uh, home in times. But unfortunately, put it at a point uh, where the, the bases were loaded. But you could clearly see that, all right, Schmidt's on a losing now. They're touching him up. The Brandon Lau single could have easily been a double. It's like that. I mean, you're kind of lucky that no one scored in there. But that's when Boone should have took him out. You know, he, he clearly Schmidt was losing it. He He's not one of your dependables, like, like a Cole or maybe give Cole another a batter or two just because he's your ace and you trust him. But... That was clearly the, the point where you take him out, but uh, but nevertheless keeps him in it with a, a Rosarina up. Uh, he would hit a sack fly, bring in one runner there. But no, Boone sticks with him too much. Gets him to face Josh Lowe. Now Josh Lowe would walk, so this would reload the bases yet again. And then then finally, then finally, 
uh, Boone comes out to take take out uh, Schmidt and to put in Albert Abreu, who's again he's just always been terrible. I mean, he's, it's, usually if you're obviously you're losing a game something like that, you bring in Abreu, okay, but you don't bring him in a high leverage situation. He never seems to get the big out, and you know I think at some point you're gonna see him get sent down or traded or DFA'd because I mean I think only think once I think only one time this season he actually came through in a big spot. Other than that. He always gets bombed. He always gets hit. Always wild. Always hitting batters. And this would be no difference uh, with with Taylor Walls up, bases loaded. Give the back breaking grand slam up to him, uh, giving Tampa a stunning eight to four lead. And that's really where the game basically was won and lost there in the trenches. I meant, you know, I mean Schmidt was decent, but as soon as Schmidt like started to get touched up a little bit, should have yanked him out of there much sooner. He's ready in the fifth inning. I mean, that's, you know, it's usually as far as Schmidt's going to go. So I don't know what, what Boone was thinking, like he was going to get out of that jam. And I understand, yeah, you have to, you can't keep using your bullpen, burning them out every night. But that that's a situation where if you can use a Bray, who should have been in much sooner than that, there's already damage done. And then you bring them in already with, with bases loaded and uh, boom, first batter, uh, grand slam uh, to two walls there. And then that was really it for the game. Now the Yankees, you liked that they did scratch back a little bit in the uh, eighth inning. They were able to add another run. They were down by... Um, by a score of eight to five with a run run. Now Volpe uh, was able to get underneath the pitch there and, and drive it to uh, left field, his first home run, but overall his second home run of the series. Again, you'd like to see the way his bat came alive here. And the Yankees brought in close to eight to seven, but nevertheless, weren't doing anything to that and have to take the eight to seven loss. So you, you like the fact that, you know, they showed some toughness, they showed some guts, they had a really, again, a backbreaker, giving up that uh, grand slam there, but we're able to at least claw back to eight to seven, but then we'll have to settle for the, you know, two games apiece um, split against Tampa Bay Rays. Now, a number of things look this, I, I kind of mentioned at the top of the episode, it's a split at home, but you kind of, there's all, I think there were a lot more good things about this than bad things. I think the bad things were just basically the, the Yankee bullpen and it's more, more of a personnel thing just failing. Um, you don't expect Michael, I mean, Michael King's a keeper. Okay. He gave up a three run, run a home run in the second game there, but you don't expect, he's usually pretty clutch. Okay. You have a bad game as well. You don't worry about that. But I think it's the likes of like these, you know, Abreu types, um, you know, the, the Ryan Webbers, who someone just they bought up for the one game. And again, he's a guy you're not going to see too long. So I think it, those are those are things that the Yankees can clean up. Uh, but you got to be concerned with, you know, uh, what's going on that, again, Boone seems to be using Holmes much earlier because I guess now he's not really the close. And Boone seems like to be going matchups inning by inning there. So it just seems a case where I think they're going to be looking for they're going to have to be if, if Holmes is not that guy, then they have to be looking for a close around the trade deadline or sooner than that. Um, and Greg Weiser, yeah, he closed games in AAA in the minors, but he's not the solution for the majors. Again, he's decent, okay, but he's not we, – we've seen enough of him to know what he is and what he isn't, and he's not a closer right now. So, you know, that's just something I think the Yankees are going to have to bring in. If Holmes is not the guy, then they're going to have to probably get somebody around the trade deadline. So I think that those are moves in Mayth. And just, just in general, I think they could bring some guys in here uh, via the trade or via other methods uh, just to show up that bullpen. And, you know, so we see the less – you know, we see less of the likes – of someone like an Albert Abreu, uh, who's just again just it's just you know every time's in there, it's just it's always bad luck. So the bullpen you're worried about a little bit, you're worried about Nestor Cortez, but this offense is coming alive a little bit, and that's really been you know what we've been worried about uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, again, the Yankee offense looks putrid, like really, and it's been beyond judge not hitting, like a lot of them not hitting, but that's not, not the case right now. Looks like they're starting to get on a roll a little bit. You'd like to see what you're seeing from um, Anthony Volpe. Again, first Yankee to swipe 13 out of his 13 first bases there. So he's doing it with the feet. Starting hit the ball a lot more authority now, hitting some home runs. You see Oswaldo Cabrera heating up a little bit. Judge with two home runs. Rizzo kind of doing his thing. So collectively, you've seen this eight Yankee offense come to life. So that's the good. You know, so that's a good part there. 
Nesta Cortez, we got to worry about him a little bit again, but he says physically fine. He's just not able to find it, whatever that means. I don't know. He's a little, again, he's kind of funky. You know, he's not your typical, uh, you know, power pitch. He, you know, he, has, he, he relies a lot on, on, you know, trickery, fakery, he has a whole bag of tricks and different arm slots and arm angles. So maybe he's just a little bit out of whack. Not too concerned there. We got to be a little bit, but I'll save all the concerns. He's got to see that Yankee bullpen, at least towards the end of these games. You know, is Boone going to do different matchups? Is he going to let King close once in a while? Is he going to let Holmes close once in a while? Is he going to Peralta close once in a while? Something you can think about. A lot of other teams do that. You don't have to have a de facto closer. I think it just helps when you do, but uh, but if that's going to be one area where the Yankees going to have to look at um, improve on if kind of Holmes is not that closer. And again, Holmes is. He's decent one time, then he has a bad outing, good outing. So you know, he's not exactly making a case from that he should have that job. So looks like it's out in the open there. So those are things to look at right now. So the Yankees after this will head to uh, Toronto, another AL East showdown there. And, you know, that's, of course, you know, that's going to be tough there as well. Now, a little good news, the Yankees got finally on Rondon. Uh, looks like he's throwing again. So even though he has this chronic back issue, which the Yankees took him to three different doctors to look at, but he's still able to at least uh, throw. Now, they say his velocity is up right now, but it, he's still having a little control um, problems with his control. So he has to kind of get that ironed out. But they say the elbow feels fine. And I guess he's even with the chronic back issue, whatever that is, uh, whatever injections whether they gave him to, to get through it, he's been able to get through it. So he's throwing. So, okay. No timetable, of course. Now, Severino looks like he's a little close. They're going to give him one more start at double a on the 16th and then after that he's feeling that he should be good to go and be activated and ready to go so uh, again maybe by next week possibly if he finally see the debut of severino which once they throw him out there i mean he's only going to go about i think four innings at most i mean when he comes but again, nevertheless be a, a breath of fresh air and with putting him into the starting rotation then and again it'll be a solution for the yankees you could take someone like clark schmidt who i think is a quality pitcher maybe not a quality starter at least a quality pitcher and now he could be an option at bullpen so he could be in there to get out of a jam or at least give you an inning versus someone like albert abreu or you know ryan uh weber so that would be the good that would be the the good bet of that of the two i mean i would say herman stays in the rotation uh, again he's been more impressive than schmidt He's been getting his better quality starts, and he's more of a starter than Schmidt, who, again, he has a lot of experience as the bullpen. I think it's a better fit for Schmidt. So that's where the Yankees at, split a series of Tampa. Again, it, it feels it's more positive, even though it's a split that, you know, the Yankee offense seems to come to life against a team that, you know, a, and a pitching staff that's typically shut the Yankees down. So you like to see that. A little bummed out. Again, you, the Yankees really could have taken three out of four in this one, but you kind of go in to show that, you know, the Yankees should have taken – at least two out of three, maybe swept them the last time they faced them in Tampa. And then you come here at home, another four games where you probably should have taken at least three out of four of that. So even though the Yankees are far behind Tampa in the standings, you can at least show that you can battle with them. And, you know, at least it puts that little nugget in their head, something for them to think about. So um, that's the episode. We'll catch you on the next one after they're done with Toronto. 